0: i at least and i kind of just assume that society in general connects dancing with sex any time there's dancing there's sort of just like a question in the air of like is this supposed to be sexual getting discomfortable with ecstatic dance Another adventure that I had while I was in Bali was that I went to an ecstatic dance class. I actually went with my friend Katie, who I interviewed in episode 30, Getting Discomfortable with Sobriety. Katie, as I said in that interview, is game for anything, and she loves to dance. So when I told her about Ecstatic Dance, which had been recommended to me by my friend Fief, who was like, AJ, if you're in Bali, you have to do this. It's it's the most AJ thing to try. So I told Katie about it. She was like, I'm in 100%. We hopped on our scooters, and we drove for an hour from Canggu to Ubud, and This particular ecstatic dance class took place at a movie theater. It's sort of a community-run movie theater. And in the night, they set up all these lounge chairs and show free movies. But in the day, they clear out the chairs, and it's basically an old auditorium. And we arrived, and it was the most hippie crowd you could imagine. Everybody had dreadlocks and flowy clothing and they were all super friendly and welcoming and you kind of go into this room some people are stretching some people are already kind of moving their body in unique ways and the teacher basically said at the start normally I don't say anything normally I just turn on music and we dance but today I have something I want you to practice What the teacher suggested that we try during the class was to clench one fist extremely tightly and to not open it until the fist itself wanted to open. Sounds kind of kooky, but what her point was, was to be listening to what feels like the desire of your body as opposed to being in your head. And it really seemed like that was what ecstatic dance was all about. It wasn't about dancing from a conscious place. Do I look cool? What move should I do? What are people thinking of me? The whole purpose was to just follow the kind of unconscious impulses of your body in relation to music and in relation to other people and just let it do whatever it wanted. Just let it do its thing to get out of your head entirely. So closing your fist and just sort of waiting for it to want to open, which she said should take like 10 to 15 minutes, was a way to get out of your head and just kind of listen to your body, quote unquote. I clenched my fist, and I kept it clenched for a long time while I began dancing. But I have to admit that My hand never really told me that it wanted to open. I just eventually got kind of tired of having this tightly clenched, sweaty hand. So I very gently allowed it to slowly, slowly blossom. So I'm not sure that it completely connected me to my body in the way that was intended. But it was a good metaphor, at least, to help me understand what I was getting into in terms of the actual ecstatic dancing. So she encouraged us, the teacher, to lie down on the floor and when she turned the music on, once again to just listen to our bodies and let our bodies do whatever they wanted. If they wanted to stay on the floor, if they wanted to writhe around, if they wanted to get up, just do whatever felt right, whatever felt good without overthinking it. So I stayed on the floor and she turned on the music and I was quite nervous. I was, I knew that once I got up, I would feel more self-conscious. So I basically danced on the floor for as long as I possibly could. And then at a certain point when I'd say 80% of the other people had already stood up, I had kind of worked up the courage to actually get up and start dancing, and. The way I was looking at it was as if I was just dancing at home. That was my goal. That's, that's what I was trying to do, was to imagine that there were no other people there and that I didn't care at all about anything about how I looked and just moved my body in whatever way I wanted based on however I felt in relation to that music, which is actually something that I do at home all the time. I will put on some music, and I will just start dancing like an idiot. And I find that really fun and really, I don't know, really kind of kind of <laughs> ecstatic, I guess. But even when I'm dancing at home, I think I'm a little bit self-aware. I I am definitely trying some silly dance moves and singing along, whereas in this state, I was trying more to literally just let my body do whatever felt interesting. You do notice a lot of people moving in really unusual ways that you wouldn't even necessarily call dancing. Like, I, I, I can't even describe it. It's just everybody is moving in all kinds of different ways. And I was actually surprised when I stood up how not self-conscious I felt. I really did... Embrace this idea that I was alone in my bedroom, and I mean I wasn't really looking at other people I was just completely doing the weirdest, most embarrassing body movements I just didn't care and that was nice and I was like great ecstatic dance This is actually way easier than I thought. I'm I'm a master The teacher was like, great, everyone's moving in their own way. This is awesome. You're really connecting with the music. But now we need to connect with the other people in the room. This is where ecstatic dance gets scary. It's not just about dancing all on your own in a bedroom. You could do that all on your own in a bedroom. It's about connecting with other people. So the teacher was encouraging us to Try to connect with people, to try to connect our raw body impulses with their raw body impulses and just see what happens. And she said, if you don't want to dance with someone, you just put your hands together in a kind of prayer symbol. And that's a way of saying thanks, but no thanks. And if you do want to dance with someone, when you're done, you can also put your hands together in a I'm done now or thank you kind of pose. So she encouraged us. In fact, she was like, now, do it, dance with someone. So I immediately turned and there was this guy. And then I was like, oh, no, like, (laughs) am I supposed to dance with other guys or other girls or does it matter? I was like, of course, it doesn't matter. I'm sure you're supposed to just dance with everyone. But it definitely piqued my am I in a safe gay space radar the second I turned and there was a guy for me to dance with? And I wondered, do the guys care? Do they want to dance with me? Do they want to dance with the girls? I was definitely, suddenly, totally up in my head and not just moving my body. But this guy was totally open to dancing with me and we had like a fun, weird sort of just like moving in weird ways in front of each other and then the teacher was like, okay, turn around, dance with someone else. And I turned, and there was no one to dance with. So I kind of just, like, danced on my own. And then in the next turn, I ended up dancing with the teacher herself. And once again, I was all in my head thinking, like, oh, she's pity dancing with me. She can see that, like, <laughs> nobody wants to dance with me. Or or I'm, like, just, you know, it brings up that shamey feeling that there is something wrong with you, that you're either doing something wrong or there's just something inherently off about you or something that you don't get or some key piece of etiquette that you haven't figured out and everybody just knows to stay away from you. You know, like a, a sick cow in a herd, all the other cows just know to stay away. That's kind of how I felt when I started turning and there was no one immediately available to dance with me and nobody was really looking at me And I was like, why isn't anybody (laughs) interested in dancing with me? So the teacher danced with me, and that was nice. But as I said, I felt like it was a pity dance. I'm sure that wasn't true, but these are just the things going through my head as I am attempting to not think and just dance. And... Honestly, I spent the rest of the hour dancing alone. Like Every now and then, I would make eye contact with someone, and sometimes someone would brush by me in a friendly way, but I never really had the nerve to fully engage with someone. If I looked at someone, I felt like they would immediately look away, and then sometimes people would look at me, and I would immediately look away, and it was just really intimidating and really unnerving trying to dance with these strangers. I just, I didn't want to dance with people if they didn't want to dance with me. And maybe they thought, well, he doesn't seem to want to dance with us. So I don't know. For some reason, I just couldn't make that connection happen. However, I noted that very few people were dancing with anyone. Even Katie, my friend and I, didn't really dance with each other. And at the end of the whole session, the teacher actually commented, you know, normally in ecstatic dance, People dance with each other like a lot more than happened in this session. And she's like, that's fine. Like, that's totally fine. But I just encourage you the next time you come back to push yourself a little bit more and try to connect with people because that's what it's all about here is just connecting our rhythm to the music and connecting our rhythm to each other and to all of us. At the very end, we all sat in a circle and we went around and we said our name and the teacher had us make a sound and a movement that expressed how we felt. And my sound was, (coughs) which was quite accurate to how I felt. And everybody laughed and I felt a sense of kinship and I felt like, okay, like we're connecting now. And I feel certain that if we had have danced after that circle of saying our names, there probably would have been a lot more engagement. Some of you might be wondering, if you listened to my previous episode about dancing, why it is that I was having so much trouble ecstatic dancing when I was able to dance with all these strangers, all these closeted strangers, at that music festival in Serbia, of all places. I've been thinking about that, and I think there's quite a big difference between these two situations. When I was in Serbia, I had a lot of time to think about whether I was going to approach someone. And I knew that they wanted me to approach because they kept looking at me. So I had a clear sign. This person wants something from me. They want to dance with me, probably. And I had a lot of time to decide if I was going to act on it. And then even when I did act on it, By brushing my arm so inconspicuously against theirs, I had a lot of room for denial, basically. And and if they denied me, which did sometimes happen, no one knew. No one could see what had just transpired. It was between me and that person. And usually, if they deny you, it's because they just don't realize what you're even doing. They just assume it was a mistake. And I think that's what was so intense about ecstatic dancing and and about dancing at a club in general is you kind of have a split second moment where you're either going to connect with this person and dance with them or not, and you don't know if they're going to reciprocate or if they're going to reject you. And, and if they do reject you, it feels very public. It feels like everybody in the room, especially at Ecstatic Dance, where the lights are on, and it's literally the middle of the day. This I didn't mention, but this Ecstatic Dance class took place at 12 p.m., If somebody rejected me there, I would feel like everybody could see that I had just been rejected. And so it's just, it's it's a breeding ground for shame to be in an environment like that because you have this audience, you feel like it's very public. Whereas dancing secretly at a music festival in Serbia was super low pressure. And that's what I loved about it. That being said, I respect the challenge of ecstatic dance that is to just walk into a room of strangers with no connection whatsoever and find the connection, or make the connection happen, or embrace it. And I noticed that some of the people who seemed like veteran dancers were the ones who were really good at connecting with people. And I'm sure that if I continued to to ecstatic dance, I would figure it out. And I hope that I get the chance to ecstatic dance again but I don't live in Bali, I'm not there anymore, so I'll have to find other venues to explore it. I will say that recently I went dancing at a, at a, like a proper club like dance party, and I still found it very difficult to dance with anyone. So one of my New Year's resolutions for this year, even though I know I have a complicated relationship with New Year's resolutions, you can listen to that in my last episode, But one of my goals for the year is not only to dance with other people, to just dance with strangers, but to extend that beyond just dancing and try to connect with strangers as much as I can. I'm going to be spending 2019 traveling alone to all these different learning experiences retreats, seminars, conferences, training programs. That's sort of my goal for this year and my theme is constant learning. And I am going to need, I'm going to force myself to connect with strangers as quickly as possible, or everywhere I go, I'm going to feel super lonely and alienated. So I feel like dancing and, and ecstatic dance in and of itself is a great little microcosm for the challenge of what does it take to connect with a stranger? How do you do it in a way that is mutual and you're not, like, forcing it on them or, or sensing the nonverbal cues that say, don't approach? But at the same time, you are putting out cues that say, hey, um, I'm friendly. <laughs> I'm nice. Uh, let's, let's be friends. Let's connect. Let's talk. I would love to be one of those people who, you know, walks down the street and can just talk to anybody that they pass. Not in the, I can't get this weirdo at the bus stop to leave me alone way, just in a very friendly, we're all one community kind of vibe. So my takeaway from ecstatic dance was that I'm really good at dancing like an idiot in front of people. I am extremely bad at dancing in any fashion with another person even if I know them. It's just, I mean, I I suspect that part of what makes it so hard is that I, at least, and I kind of just assume that society in general, connects dancing with sex in a way that like dancing is sort of a precursor to sex in people's mind. Or for some reason, I've made that association. Like maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I should do an Instagram poll about this. But that's just sort of my brain thinking that, Anytime there's dancing, there's sort of just like a question in the air of like, is this supposed to be sexual? And maybe that's why I'm so uncomfortable at it. Maybe I need to completely banish that association. Maybe dancing is completely innocent just dancing. That's probably the case. Okay, so moving forward now (laughs) Even when I'm at a gay bar, I'm going to imagine that there is nothing sexual about dancing and I am going to see if that frees me and makes me more comfortable dancing with other people, and makes other people more comfortable dancing with me.